This episode is brought to you by Black and Highly Dangerous. We take everyday questions, conversations, and debates and attempt to provide answers by including up-to-date research along with occasional interviews from experts. Black and Highly Dangerous. Download now wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, everybody? You're listening to Salah's Corner with the one and only Salah Muhammad. So this moment is very interesting as we are all trying to survive COVID-19, coronavirus, a.k.a. the Rona. And as creators, it's interesting watching creatives in Philadelphia and across the country change their platforms to one that talks a lot more about community, a lot more about advocacy and a lot more uh, not necessarily politically driven but socially conscious. And um, I absolutely love it. I invade this space on an everyday basis. Uh, This is what this podcast is meant to do. This is what I do in my volunteer time as well. And so I absolutely love how creators are shaking up their platforms and diving a little bit more deeper into the meaning behind things and finding a deeper passion that connects to community. And so I wanted to bring you someone that's going through that very process. Uh, As a return, my very first guest, Allison Hodges, on the last episode, we talked about her living with Crohn's, her invading the entrepreneur world and building this platform where she could be her own boss. She can advocate for herself and doesn't have to be a part of a system that has found trouble in her living with this uh, disease. Um, But I wanted to talk to Allison specifically in this episode because her and I are really close friends and we talk a lot offline about how... You know, we are reshaping our brands to connect deeper with this moment, particularly hers, since hers is about fashion and lifestyle um, and how she has grappled with this shift in society as we are all trying to figure out where we fit in in this space, how we can add value into this space and how we can come away with a deeper meaning of ourselves and the connection we have to our audience. Here at Salah's Corner, I am always looking to connect with new people, hear new perspectives, and share new stories. And right now, I want to hear from you. Email me at realtalk@salahscorner.com, and we can get your story featured on our next episode. So I have to I, first. I have to say welcome back because, like I said, you're hey. my first guest, and I don't even remember what episode on. I have to look that up later. But welcome back, Allison. Thank you. It's good to be back. I love having these conversations. <laughs> Thank you. I know we we have a lot of these conversations off the podcast as well. And for those <laughs> yes. who don't uh, know, go back and listen to my very first episode was with Allison. She helped me out, and we had an amazing conversation. I've gone back and listened to that episode a few different times. And I like I, I, I actually thoroughly enjoyed that conversation because it was very insightful. And I think it was highlighting, you know, uh, something that one, I wasn't really used to. But I think just other people don't think about. And for context, we're talking about the living with a preexisting condition, living with uh, Crohn's disease and kind of what that looks like for, for people out there. So it was I, I often go back and listen to that interview. Oh, I appreciate that. It's always good to be able to talk about those things because it's something that's not talked about a lot. And I feel like is really misunderstood. So it's always good to be able to have a safe place to talk about those things and kind of share what it's like. 
Yeah. And it's, it's funny. I didn't even think about this interview in that context, but, you know, given coronavirus uh, right now, you know, mm -hmm. there's so much that more people I feel are paying attention to healthcare concerns of not just themselves, yeah. but for yeah. the community at large. And so uh, just in that perspective, like what, how do you, I, I mean, you're not a healthcare professional, so I'm not going to ask you from a, from a, healthcare professional standpoint, from just a personal standpoint, like, how do you, how, how are you feeling about just like overall health and wellness and, and just like how, how society is navigating this space right now? <laughs> uh, I have a lot of opinions about it. <laughs> Not very, I don't, I don't feel positive about it. Mm. Um, if I'm being completely honest, I think my biggest frustration is like, this is a health crisis. And I feel like we should be listening to health professionals, but we're listening to the government. Mm. And I think because of that, people are just not able to grasp, grasp the gravity of the situation and have a really good understanding of how serious it actually is. Right. And just people are being really frivolous as a result, which in like in a lot of ways, I, I get angry about it. I really do, if I'm being honest. But in a lot of ways, like that's not people's fault because they're listening to the government and to their, you know, their state governors and the president and think that, well, I'm, I'm following their guidelines and what they're doing. So everything's okay. And that's my biggest frustration. So hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you, you make a good point because, you know, healthcare can be a very divisive issue depending on the topic. Uh, but in a general sense, mm -hmm. when you're talking about like an infectious disease or the flu and things like that, it's not generally... Uh, controversial, right? Like if you have something, right. if you are sick, if you're dying, that's not necessarily a controversial statement. Where now, depending on your political stance, you know, how you approach this, you know, very scientific, very fact-based thing of that you can possibly mm -hmm. catch something and die, it now changes how we react on it. So yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's It definitely is a moment where I'm like, you know, what in the hell, what kind of society have we devolved into that we've now uh, become so yeah. divisive over something like this that, like, you know, again, 100,000 people at like, this point have died. Like, it just simply died. should not be divisive. Right. So like, that, that, yeah. that brings me actually to, you know, something that I wanted to ask you about. I know for creators, this, I, not even just for creators, honestly, for, for anyone whose primary focus has not been, you know reshaping society driven activist driven things like that you know politically driven i feel you know I've, I've had conversations with a number of people where their shift their focus on their own platforms and i say that specifically from creators has has changed you know the things that were right. important to them has now shift because of this for obvious reasons you know what how what's what's that landscape really been like for you so it's kind of been like bittersweet in a way because you and I know we've talked personally about this I've really been wanting to sort of go a different direction with the type of content that I'm sharing with mm -hmm. my audience and this has kind of given me that opportunity because the type of content that I was creating I was I have a, a fashion blog so I can't like just go out and take pictures of my outfits in the street like I was used to doing and furthermore like people aren't they don't need that kind of content right now because most people are at home and they're not dressing up and going places. So it's kind of given me a chance to step back from what I wanted to step back from and just couldn't seem to find a way to do mm. and really take a look at like, 
what I want to put out there and just kind of reevaluate the things that I that I am passionate about and that I think give value to my audience more so than just sharing outfit inspiration all the time, which is fun. And I still, you know, I want to get back to doing that sort of as just sort of remembering my roots and where I started, but I'm really trying to find a deeper purpose with my blog and my audience. And this has been a, a really weird and unfortunate way to be able to prioritize doing that. But I'm glad that I'm kind of able to do a little bit of soul searching and figure that out right now. I don't know if that answers the question. <laughs> it, it, it absolutely does. And, you know, okay. the, something that you mentioned was, you know, finding a deeper purpose. And I think for a lot of people, yeah. I think, you know, f- there are many folks that are being thrust into that moment of feeling mm-hmm. like they have to find a deeper purpose, not just within their uh, creative uh, ventures, but also in their personal life. And so just absolutely. on a on a personal standpoint, like what, how, how have you been feeling in this moment? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like you said, it kind of goes hand in hand in both spaces, but it's one of those things that this just really, like, when you take all of the day-to-day chaos out of things, it really forces you to think about what's important and what matters, and it's, I guess it's kind of been the same for me in my personal life. I'm, you know this, like, I'm introverted, I'm a homebody, I don't really go out and do much anyways, so in a lot of ways, my routine hasn't changed that much, but, like, I, you know, I haven't been able to make trips home to see family and things like that. My parents actually did come and visit last week because we had all been quarantined. Um, And that was nice because I hadn't seen them since Christmas. But I think it just sort of gives you a little perspective of like, you know, it's cheesy, but really not taking those small things for granted. Like we were supposed to go home in April to celebrate my dad's 70th birthday. And that's like a big special milestone and you don't think about it because you're like, oh, I'm just going to drive home and we're going to celebrate the birthday and it's going to be done. But when something like this happens and it puts everything on hold and you don't get to be a part of those moments, you kind of realize how big and important they really are. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of people are facing is yeah. mm-hmm. how do we celebrate as a society and a community these big events that we have, like graduation, yep. you know, we're yeah, seeing like those grad- take place yeah, exactly. Zoom, and birthdays and anniversaries and you know, all of this kind of stuff. And it's really yep. thrown us into this moment of like, man, what, what is really important to me? What is important for me to put out there, especially as a creator for people consuming my content and just kind of like what's important to just help sustain myself a little bit. What, what, what is, what do you feel like has, uh, has changed for you? I know we've talked a lot about, you know, you rebranding, you changing your mission <laughs> statements, what what can you share with everyone about the process of that? Not necessarily the the have you settled on a direction, but just what 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 does that look like for you? That's a that's a good question. It's it's been a process. You know that we've yeah. been we've been talking through this for months now, but it's just been a process of figuring out how to find a new direction more so than actually finding that direction because. Mm. Like I said, I was, you know, I've been wanting to take a new direction for a long time and feel like I have a deeper purpose for a long time. But I was just so caught in the, I don't know, I guess like the hamster wheel of like, well, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and spinning my wheels. And then this was kind of a slap in the face to like, no, you, you can't do that anymore. Just like take the time and figure it out. So, I mean, there I took, I just took a step back for a while. That was kind of the start of the process for me was understanding like 
I have this like big yearning inside me to really make a big change and I don't know how to do that. So I'm just going to step away and not even think about it, not like internalize it. I'm just going to step away so that I can come back with fresh eyes. And that was probably the best thing I could have done. And I should have done it a long time ago, but that was really the biggest part of the process for me was honestly just stepping away, which sounds strange because it's like I'm trying to dive deeper into it. But I think sometimes you have to be able to have like a fresh outlook on things. I think it helps create clarity. I think even for me, like yeah, there are moments yeah. where I can go, you know, we just talked about this off the, off the call. I can go through through weeks of doing events and speaking engagements and outreach and community stuff. And then like I need a week of just like, ugh rest because right. I need to just clear my mind. I need to withdraw into myself. I need to figure out what the next step actually even looks like for me. And it would be Absolutely. detrimental to what I create if I just continue plowing through with not feeling great or a hundred percent or having a clear mind of what I want to do. And so that, I think yes, that clarity I love is how important. you put that. Thank you. Yeah. I love how you put that. Cause like when you plow through it, it's, you just, you lose a sense of what you're doing and you just, get lost in it and it's just I don't know yeah I love how you put that yeah I think it's taken for granted for creators mm -hmm. specifically because you know we you as a creator you want to continuously produce content right like you want to stay relevant yep. you want to keep feeding your audience and also keep growing your audience but at the same time like your audience will kind of feel that energy of you being all over the place if you just don't find the time to kind of like sit your ass down a little bit um yeah <laughs> exactly exactly they're gonna like when you're feeling lost and confused they're gonna feel the same way and that's not a good thing i've seen some of your content lately you know and we've talked personally about you being a lot more vocal in this moment mm -hmm. how we as a society how government how practically everyone is handling responding to this, this pandemic. How, how's that been for you? Like, how do you feel about doing that? Because this, that's not necessarily your lane, but at the same time, something like this really shouldn't be so political. You know, right. what, what, did, how's, how have you been feeling about that? Invading that space a little bit when it is turning more political than it should be. Right. I, I've never really thought about it. So it's kind of cool that you asked, but I think the fact that I've never thought about it, like I feel very comfortable with it. Mm. And I think a lot of that is because like what we've talked about is I have part of wanting to bring purpose into that is thinking about the things that are a very important part of my life and having Crohn's disease is one of those things. And I've always been open about sharing sort of my journey with Crohn's disease, but I've also wanted to dive into it more without feeling like I was isolating people. Right. So health like the topic of health has been something that I've always wanted to talk more about. So I think that's something like this is, this is very much, I don't, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but like the, the fact that this is a health crisis is very much in my wheelhouse of passion and things that I want to talk about. So I felt very natural talking about it. And I think that people have, it's obviously it's because this is something that everyone can relate to. Like obviously not everyone has Crohn's disease, but I feel like people have received what I'm saying very well, not necessarily in the fact that they're agreeing, but they're receiving it in terms of like, it's appropriate that you're talking about this. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. 
it's so I that's think, been encouraging too. Yeah, I, I think for a lot of people, this is it's it's a weird time, and so as we're yeah. we're engaging in conversations that's different to our brands, that's different to our individual platforms. It's it's been interesting mm-hmm. for me to see all of the individuals who who are finding their voice a little bit in these moments of. You know, I don't want to use the word solidarity, but that's kind of the only word that comes to mind. Yeah. It's, it's less about solidarity and more about just like, come on, like this, this is common sense kind of stuff <laughs> a little bit. Right. You know, yeah. so it's, it's just right. it's really been interesting finding folks like yourself and other, you know, folks that don't really that this, like I said, this isn't their lane. This isn't their platform and finding a voice mm-hmm. to kind of say like, hey, listen, like this is this is a serious crisis. We all need to kind of band together and support one another. We all need to kind of change our perspectives a little bit. So that's just been, for me yeah. personally, that's just been really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, obviously a lot of content creators are having to pivot in general right now, but it's been interesting to watch the, you know, how people choose to do that. And it's been eye opening too. It kind of gives you perspective on like, you know, we were talking about what what you value and what brings you purpose, but sort of the types of things that you want to allow into your headspace and the types of people that you want to follow and give your energy and attention to. Hmm. On a on a personal note, I, I, I was I didn't even think of asking you this, but it just popped into my head, you know, given yeah. how we are. You're in Florida right now. We all mm-hmm. have, you know, some type of stay at home orders in place, but you also have Crohn's. So you're. Mm-hmm. you're in a different space than I, I feel a lot of folks are because you, you, you know, have a, you know, a, a pre-existing condition. You have something medically that needs to be really taken into caution when it comes to interacting with other folks, you know, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, you also have to visit the doctor way more than the rest of us do. What? Right. So like, you know, what does that look like for you as you decide where you, if you're leaving home doctor's visits how how has a lot of this shaken up like your personal world i have been very very anxious and really overly cautious and i i know in a lot of ways it's probably been a slight overreaction but it's just it this is it's very scary for me because it's one of those things like you know, I'm immunocompromised, so I'm at risk. I'm at a higher risk of catching it, but I'm also at a higher risk of having complications if I do catch it. So I've just been very cautious, and I feel like, let's see, I just did the math yesterday, and I've been out in public six times in 75 days. Wow. Two of which were just picking up takeout, so I didn't even get out of the car. So if that kind of gives you a sense of just, like, how I'm responding to it inwardly, it's very much risk averse mm. in terms of how I'm sort of reacting when I go out in public. I, it's kind of like we were talking about earlier. I am taking things personally, which I don't, I, I shouldn't and I can't, but I, I don't understand why people aren't taking it more seriously in terms of the people around them. I'm, I'm shocked at the number of people that don't wear masks when they go out in public or that are congregating in places. And I guess a lot of it is coming from a place of me understanding that I'm jaded because of my situation. But it just, it feels like regardless, I'm just kind of shocked at how people have such a disregard that what they do actually does impact the health of other people around them. I think I've just been confused and dumbfounded and a little bit (laughs) angry about it. 
I, I, I definitely get all that. But something you said just, <laughs> I, it just made me want to follow up on. You said that you don't, you know, you, you take it personal, but you don't really want to. Why, why, why do you not want to take it personal? Why do you feel adverse to taking it personal? I don't know. I don't really know. I don't, I don't feel like there's a good reason. I just feel like because, I don't know, you, people aren't doing something specifically to make me feel a certain way. So in that regard, it's not like personal to me, but, and maybe that's why, but I mean, it, it is personal. And it's like what you said earlier, it's just personal, no matter how you look at it, because you know, what people do with their bodies right now impacts the lives and the well-being and the livelihoods of other people. And that's personal. Yeah. So I don't know why I'm averse to sort of taking that approach to it, but I definitely am taking it personally, even though I feel like I don't want to. I was, I was talking to, to Brie about this yesterday. You know, she, she, she loves getting into discussions about this, especially online with people. It's kind of amusing to watch sometimes. But she uh, <laughs> actually kind of like you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she. Um, we're both Virgos. Yes, you both are Virgos. <laughs> she 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 had the perfect analogy analogy for this, and it was like, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't be offended, or I guess some people are, if you know you were getting ready to lay down with someone and they asked you to use protection, right? Like that wouldn't be that's yeah. not so unheard of, but it's the same concept, yeah, right? Yeah. You're wearing a mask. Is that protection? For the, for the people that you're interacting with or you're passing yep. out in public or in the supermarkets or wherever you are. And so to, to be offended or to just treat it in such a careless manner when, yes. you know, yes. at this point, 100,000 people have died, it's kind of like insane and, and also Absolutely. kind of personal because it, it, is, it, yeah. it is. If if you are passing someone on the street and they aren't wearing a mask, if you are going into the market or to work even and you're not being provided mm -hmm. or don't have a mask it is kind of personal because you could eventually be affected by that by that person's right. lack of of and, and or that person could be transmitting it back into the community so it is a little a little personal so i always i she, she said okay, that analogy right. to me last night and i was like man that's like perfect perfectly describes yeah community. i love that analogy right i love that analogy i'm gonna i'm gonna have to use that one actually because <laughs> this is maybe taking things too deep so you can cut this out if you want to but it's like we were talking about I guess the last time we spoke is just how people are sort of the arguments that they're using for this is just they're really inappropriate like you know the one that keeps getting me is when people say my body my choice like mm. that's not parallel to what that term originally meant at all it's actually the opposite if you think about it because that's saying, like, you don't have a right to invade my body. Right. But the people that are saying that are people that are choosing not to wear masks. Right. And the people that are choosing not to wear masks are the ones that are being, are being invasive on other people. And it's just like, I just, I don't understand the mindset. I really don't. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's such a, one, it's such an insult to where yeah. that term came from. So it's people's right to choose the health care for themselves that doesn't afflict, you know, their next door neighbor or someone in the supermarket. Whereas like they're twisting yep. that to, to use in a pandemic where you could actually infect hundreds of people <laughs> in a given, yep. in a given day, if you aren't wearing the right protection. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's perverse in how it's used. Yeah. Um, and it's this weird yeah. moment where people who are against vaccines have now merged with this, <laughs> with this group that you know but don't feel like we should be yeah. you know 
enforcing their home orders or wearing masks and, and such. So it's this weird marriage that's taking place right now. I've actually been shocked by that because I, you know, I was kind of curious to see when things first started getting really hectic, you were seeing people say like you sort of addressing the anti-vaxxers saying like, this is what the world looks like without one vaccine, encouraging them to consider vaccination. And I honestly thought that there would be a really big shift in mindset on that, but I've been shocked to see that there hasn't been at all. So it's really interesting to see how this is just kind of playing out in people's opinions on things and what's, you know, what's changing people's minds and what's not. It's, you know, I, not to get too deep because I, I, can, <laughs> I can go, but, you know, it's for me looking at this moment and how specifically America is responding to the situation because the other countries aren't doing this. Like there's a reason why America has over a million cases and the next country has, you know, less than half of that. Right. Like it's because not just our government response, but also how our society is. And, and we are a society that is, you know, not well informed or over informed to the point right. where we we call into question anything that disagrees with our ideology. We call into question anything that disagrees with, you know, our favorite person on TV who told us something or, mm-hmm. or news broadcaster or podcaster, you know. And so mm-hmm. that's a condition that's very specific to America and how we respond to, to crisis and moments of political inflection where one side wants one thing and one side wants another. And so, yep. again, not to get too deep on this, but it just makes me it just makes me think about how we engage in spaces of uh, information and how we process that information and are we the right folks and right people to process that information and like is there just too much information that's out there for folks that are not well informed on how to dissect it anyway my my almost last question i think this might be my last question what does the future look like for for your platform for for you where do you see your direction going i know again Offline, we're talking so much about like revisioning a lot of different things. So I understand that it's not concrete, but I think that process of how you're feeling and about the future is something that a lot of folks are going through. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, it's, we've been talking a lot about it, and I'm still kind of going through the motions and the process of figuring that out. But I think in general, something that's always been important to me and that I've been able to, I guess, almost sort of pinpoint throughout this process where I wasn't so much able to before is what I want to do, not necessarily like what I want to say or how I want to do it, but what I want to do. And that's essentially just to help make other women feel like they have someone that they can relate to because so much of what we see online, including right now, is just like, it's, it's unrealistic. It's, it's pushing a certain type of, of lifestyle and, spending habits and things like that that are just not realistic. And I mean, I've like part of what we're talking about earlier with being on the hamster wheel is just like, I've gotten caught up in doing the same thing and that's not what I want to do because I like when I go out looking for these types of things, it's hard to find that type of relatable encouragement. And I, I want to try to just be able to break through the noise and offer a little bit more of that. And this has been a good chance to kind of figure that out and figure out things that, you know, we're all at home right now. So it's been fun to sort of see the things that people are getting interested in doing at home and things that people are able to do at home without spending a ton of money or having to go places and really been able to use that 
sort of information to kind of figure out how to serve the people that show up for me and, you know, read my blog and things like that. So I think I think there's so much truth into what you just said, especially I, I don't know if you said fake, but like essentially there's a lot of just fake out there. There's there's a lot of, you know, un, not real, like genuine platforms that's out there there's a lot of people that i feel they are using this moment to really shine the light on themselves and how great they are mm-hmm. or continue to push yeah. this yeah. this this narrative that's very materialistic and very just yeah. fake and so i i think there is now more than ever you know i think you're right there's a lot of people that are out there that are looking for genuine you know that doesn't yeah. mean that everything has to be sad dark and gloomy right now but like if you are having those moments and which clearly all of us are share that you know mm-hmm. let's talk about that let's engage Absolutely. on that but also let's learn how to pivot and talk about the bright spots because that's super important as well and so i think you hit the nail on the head there's a lot of people that are looking for that type of content yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's like you said i think it's really important to be able to explore like all parts of how this process makes us feel emotionally and how it's shifting our or shaping our mindset and being able to sort of address all parts of it and not just like either ignore it and try to get people to focus on something else or not to always just put out negativity, but also at the same time being able to find a silver lining in some of the things that are going on. Hmm. Very well said. Allison, for those who don't know, tell us where we can find you and, and all your content. So my blog is The Savvy Camel. You can find me at www.savvycamel.com. I'm also on Pinterest, pinterest.com slash Savvy Camel. And on Instagram, I'm The Savvy Camel. So come hang out. You you are the second person that I've interviewed that has dropped the www at the beginning of their, of their thing. And it's like, I feel like it's a millennial thing. You don't have to say that anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I think the only reason I do that is because I my blog is the Savvy Camel, but there's no Z in my in my web address, so I put that in there just to clarify that there's no Z. <laughs> That's fair. I clowned <laughs> I clowned the last person that did that, like they were somebody's older <laughs> older you know out of touch grandmom or something. <laughs> Allison, thanks so much. I, I, I enjoyed this conversation. It's it's one I've been wanting to have for a long time and I, I hope others find value in the stuff that you're creating. I know they will. Oh, thank you. This was good. I appreciate you having me back. I love the conversation. <laughs> thanks, Allison. Once again, I want to thank Allison Hodges, the creator of the Savvy Camel blog for joining me on the podcast um, and sharing her perspective and experience of, of reshaping her her brand and reshaping her passion as we are trying to survive this pandemic. I think a lot of what she said resonates with a lot of other creators out there. And I think this moment specifically for people that are in the, the arts community, this is important because particularly here in Philadelphia, we're about to see a lot of arts programs cut. And so it's incredibly important that we take care of ourselves as content creators. We take care of ourselves as artists, as musicians, as poets, as writers, as as bloggers, because we're going to need that community now more than ever as we start to look at the rest of this year and those programs start to disappear. And, and for those that are trying to figure out their their place in all of this it's okay if you haven't figured that out yet i think that's that's incredibly important to understand and to talk about 
because for all of us, especially entrepreneurs that are looking for, for jobs that are looking as myself and as Allison to build their individual platforms to support themselves, their family, our entire worlds have been completely shaken up and we haven't really seen a lot of rescue in that area. And so I think it's important to understand that it, I, it's, it's okay if you haven't figured it out. It's okay if you haven't figured out what it is. But I think the more you talk about it and the more you sit down and try to create and find your space and find like-minded people, those thoughts will start to you know, establish some roots and will start to grow. Thank you as always for tuning in. Please email me at realtalk at talascorner.com. I'd love to have you on as a guest. I'd love to hear your perspective as we are trying to survive the coronavirus and we look on the other side of this on what's to come because I think we are in for a world of shakeup in a lot of ways that not a, a lot of people are talking about. And maybe that'll be my next episode and, and what life looks like after coronavirus and what we should be talking about as we come out of this society. So thank you as always for tuning in. Please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. That is how others view this platform. And until next time, peace y'all.